This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Syke. And I'm Luke Acree. And Luke, last week we talked about motivation. Yes, we did. So we didn't get enough time to Are you motivated, go people? over everything. And it's really kind of a cool topic because... We're seeing more and more, like on our social media, people really being drawn to this. Yeah, uh, and I think it was content. Earl or Earl Nightingale. Earl Nightingale, right? Okay. One of the first, you know, motivational speakers out there. You can yeah. look him up on YouTube. Okay. Said ninety nine percent of a success in anything is all mindset. Ninety nine percent of success. What was the quote that um, Eric shared this morning on the five a.m. call? With, uh, so it was I a can Stephen. Read it. it was a Stephen Covey quote. Yeah. So I think this is kind of cool. It says, "Motivation is a fire from within. If someone tries to light that fire under you, chances are it will burn very briefly." Mm. Which is a Stephen Covey quote, kind of yep. talking like, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta be able well, to generate your guy, own motivation." In yeah, life. he mentioned one of our reps. He's been with us for twenty years almost. Um, this guy's an absolute killer, top salesman. Yeah. And he does not need anybody else to inspire him. In right. fact, if you try to inspire him, that's not what gets him going. He inspires himself. He wants some motivation every once in a while, yeah. but he has that inspiration from within. Yeah. It's like he just does it for himself. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Mm-hmm. So in part two of our motivation talk, in the first part, we talked about this idea of extrinsic versus intrinsic motivation. So extrinsic motivation is coming when you're motivated uh, to perform a behavior or engage in activity because you want to earn a reward or avoid a punishment. And then intrinsic, so it's external fo- uh, factors that are driving you. Intrinsic motivation comes when you engage in a behavior because you find the the activity itself rewarding. We, we found out about, that I'm motivated by power. Well, that, that's a different types of motivation. <laughs> just kidding. So we did find that out. But uh, we talked about, you know, ha- having to have a balance of both. It's important yes. to have that intrinsic motivation where you truly enjoy doing what you're doing because you enjoy the yeah. activity, not because you're looking for outside rewards or to seek um, punishment. But there's also a value in extrinsic motivation. We're going to talk a little bit about where extrinsic uh, rewards really uh, come into play when we get into this book called Drive by Daniel Pink. So we'll talk about that a little bit on this podcast. Then we also talked about the five different motivations. So achievement, that was the one I got, which is people have a high need for achievement or seek to excel power. Uh, these people don't want to rule the world. But these they want people to be are drug dealers if you've ever seen the show Power. <laughs> Affiliation, which is what Ariel is, wanting a harmonious uh, relationship. So they're driven by harmonious relationships with other people. Security, uh, people that are motivated by security look for continuity, consistency, and predictability in their job. And then people motivated by adventure, uh, they're motivated by risk, change, uncertainty. These are, these are the people that you want to put on new projects. So a project that nobody's ever done before. You want to put these people that are motivated by adventure on those projects. So today we're going to talk a little bit about this idea of a, a book that I read years ago. And you know, I don't know if you ever read a book and you think, oh, this is great information. And then you kind of forget about it and it comes back later. That's most books. Most books. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, the book is called Drive. It's by Daniel Pink. We tried to get him on the podcast. I still want to get an, an interview with him. It's the awesome. surprising truth about what motivates us. And he talks about this idea of different tasks uh, actually have different types of reward systems that work more effectively. So I think Hmm. this is important as a business owner or in your own business when you're looking at it, these idea of algorithmic tasks. So algorithmic tasks are doing the same thing over and over again. Heuristic tasks are tasks where coming up with something new every time because there are no set instructions to follow. So different, Hmm. two different types of tasks, ones that are a little bit kind of repetitive in nature, and then other ones that require uh, creative thinking. What they found was that extrinsic rewards can be very effective for algorithmic tasks. That so makes sense. More or less, the more money, the more 
output that you'll get from somebody mm -hmm. because they're motivated to just do the same thing. Yeah, call, 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 call. The, uh, they can actually have the opposite effect, these extrinsic rewards on heuristic tasks, one that demand flexible problems. Is it because it uh, crushes creativity? Well, so what they did was they kind of proved this out through this uh, study that they did. And they've repeated this study, he said, over and over again for like the last 40 years. Wow. But basically, they call it the candle problem. And what they did was they got two groups of people. The first group of people, they said, we are going to measure how fast uh, you do this because we want to establish a norm. We want to see how long it takes the average person to solve this problem. The second group of people, they said, uh, we're going to time everybody. And everyone within the top 20% of fastest solvers will get five bucks. And the fastest person will get 20 bucks. And, you know, 60 years ago, this was, this was a good amount of money, I guess, $5 and 20 Jeez, <laughs> inflation, baby. The, <laughs> the problem was, what they did was they had, uh, they on, they, in a room, they had a table. And on the table was a candle, a pack of matches, and then a box of thumbtacks. Right. And the, the table was sitting next to a wall. And so the challenge was you have to attach the candle to the wall without any wax dripping onto the table. Hmm. Right. So people would try different things. They would try and like tack the candle to the wall. They would try, you know, all these different, all these different things. And what they found was, so the solution is to, you take the box and you tack the box to the wall and then you put the candle on the box. And then that prevents the wax. From Genius. It looks a lot, it works a lot better visually. Yeah. But the idea there is what they found was when they challenged the people to do it fastest, they performed on average three and a half minutes slower than the people really? where they said that they were challenging to uh, just to kind of establish a norm. And the reason was because when your when your focus is on performance, when your focus is on uh, is is laser uh, narrowed you tend to get a little uh, less effective than when you're just kind of thinking, right? And you kind of take a step back and you look on the person. So you almost get tunnel vision. And the, uh, exactly. And the way that they proved this was they reversed the test with a new group of people, did the exact same thing. This time, they had a pile of tacks on the table. They had a box on the table. They had a candle on the table and a pack of matches on the table. And immediately, the answer becomes so much more clear. When you see the box as something more than just a holder for the tacks, you immediately think, oh, I can attach the box to the wall and the, put the candle in the box. And they far outseated. So this time, the people that were rewarded with money far outseated, uh, uh, outpaced the people that were just told. Because the to task became on. obvious. Yeah, because the task became obvious. They became laser focused and it just became a matter of doing less than a matter of having to think creatively. That is why that interesting? It makes sense because every time I uh, think about having to do something creatively, if I have to, if I'm focused on like the outcome, mm -hmm. It's like extremely difficult, like even shooting TikTok videos today because we now have another yeah. video that's hit over if a million. you're shooting for the reward you're, of the you're views shooting, or whatever. You're right. trying to shoot a video to go, okay, we have to shoot another one that's going to hit over a million views. Yeah. And you're like, I can't do it. I don't know what to come up with. Yeah. So, I mean, this says a lot, like if you're running a business, how to kind of reward different people, those in, in problem solving or more creative you know, roles, that does not mean you don't need to cover the base needs. So there's still Maslow's uh, uh, hierarchy of needs, right? right? So like you still have to take care of basic needs, food, water, warmth, rest, safety, security, right? Housing. So this is still, you know, what you, uh, what your paycheck reflects, right? Yeah. But it also means like, hey, putting a goal out there. And I was talking to the team about it. It's like, hey, look, talking about how are we kind of motivating people or driving people? Is it with bonuses? Is it with, is it with rewards? Whenever the task, the actual, what you're trying to get is a very creative idea. Yeah, correct. Versus kind of a repetitive. Yeah, so how, you wonder how, and I wonder if Google and them have done any studies on this. You think of like software development or, or that type of, you know, team and you go, man, they have to think outside the box, think, think creatively. Mm -hmm. 
which is maybe in the industry why there's such a pain point of like deadlines where it doesn't seem like it, it's really hard for tech teams to hit deadlines. Like this is common yeah. problems across all of my business yeah. friends. Now, if the deadlines, I would say, have a, a set set of rules, yeah, that's a little bit easier narrow focus. But if yeah. there's no rules that you're kind of falling yeah. within, you have to allow for that. Google's a great example uh, because they do the 20% time. Okay. So they allow their developers to work on whatever they want for 20% of their week. And from that, products like Gmail came out. Came out. I think yeah. Google Drive even came out of that product. Another company, Atlassian, who makes Jira, the Jira software, yep. they do another thing where they do what they call FedEx days, which basically means you can work on whatever you want for 24 hours. The only the only caveat is you have to deliver. Like you have to deliver within 24 uh, hours. Gotcha. And they've come up with some amazing products doing that as well. Just give It's almost like a hackathon. I think hackathon. Facebook did yeah. hackathons. Yeah. yeah. So kind of cool. Um, again, it, it really fulfills uh, ha- having those, um, those uh, heuristic uh, task kind of fulfills uh, our our psychological needs from competency, aut- autonomy, and relatedness. This kind of leads into this idea of how to stay motivated. And I'll use another example. This is called, uh, this is something Professor Claudia M. Mueller came up with this test and created this idea of the locus rule or the locus of control, which is essentially the degree to which you believe you have control over your life. And what they did was they took half of uh, a group of kids, and they gave them a three three series of very challenging puzzles to these students, uh, easy, a medium, and hard. They told basically they told uh, half the kids uh, they didn't really kind of judge how they performed. They just basically told half the group you scored very high because you worked very hard. Yeah, and then, have you heard this before? I, I've heard you use it as an example oh, have on the podcast. The before. other one was they scored very high because they were gifted. Right, so they established these these norms or these ideas with these two groups of kids. Then they gave each group three more puzzles: easy, medium, and challenging. The ones that were told that they were smart spent more time spent more time on the easy puzzles, spent less time overall on other puzzles, and said that they did not find it enjoyable. Hmm. The students that were told that they did well because they worked hard spent more time on the harder puzzles, spent more time overall on all the puzzles, and said that they enjoyed the experience. Because the reward wasn't like, oh, I'm told I'm so smart, I need to solve this. And if I don't, then I failed versus no, it's the hard work that is actually yeah. producing the results. So they believe that they were in control. And it's That's the same crazy. thing that we talked about with growth mindset versus fixed mindset from the standpoint of this idea of if you believe that intelligence or talent is a fixed trait and you either have it or you don't, you're less likely to work as hard than those with a growth mindset that think they can do anything if they try I hard think enough. about having Evelyn right now, and I'm like, who would put their kids in that experiment? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it reminds me about, there's this really yeah, how do you, popular- How do you like clean the slate after that yeah. experience? Hey, forget so, everything yeah, we yeah, just yeah. did. Like That's not true. You're actually gifted. <laughs> you are gifted. No, but um, there's this uh, really popular story. I don't know if it's a YouTube short or not, but it's like the CEO- did really poor in school, all this stuff, was failing out, ended up his mom forced him or his dad forced him, one or the other, to take the SAT. He ends up getting an incredible score on the SAT, like one of the highest scores. Ends up going and getting accepted to a really, you know, this prestigious university, goes on and becomes extremely successful. Yeah. Later on in his career, he finds out that the SAT actually, the you know, whatever, they made a mistake. Yeah. And they sent the wrong scores to kids, and he actually failed. Oh, basically, the SAT. Me. 
But That's that amazing. one moment yeah. changed his whole perception of who he was. That's crazy. And took him down a path to where he became basically a CEO of a company or whatever. Yeah. And you're just like, wow. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah, just because of that one moment. Well, they kind of uh, give an example of this in sales. So there was this guy, this YouTube video that I was watching. He was a door-to-door vacuum sales manager. And he said, he found out that he could ask one question after a new salesperson had a bad day of no sales uh, one question to find out if they would make it. He said, he would ask them, why do you think you had no sales today? Mm. And if the person said that they blame the weather, the weekend, or the neighborhood, meaning all external they, they control, wouldn't make it. He knew they wouldn't make it. Wow. They would spend less time knocking on doors. They would spend less time prospecting. I, I would agree with that. The ones who looked internally and said, oh, it's because I need to fix this or I need to fix that and I'll get better were the ones that ultimately made it in sales. So. That's that's great. I'm going to start asking that. It's a great question. That right? is great. I've never heard that before. So this idea of how to adopt an internal locus of control. So solving problems in your own life and then taking time to appreciate that it was your actions that solved the problem. Struggles like, so here's an example. If you struggle with falling asleep and you go, oh, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. It's this, it's that, it's the other thing, right? Ignoring those external factors and stop blaming it on everything else. Do your research, find out how to fall asleep better. Get more sunlight in the morning. Use your bed only for sleeping. Don't watch TV in your bed. Install a blue light filter. Hmm. Ultimately, you're going to fall asleep easier. Tell yourself it was because of those actions that caused this, and you'll have developed an internal locus of control. So simple. Hmm. Literally so simple. But think about the times in your life where you have blamed your inability to do something. On so I can't go to the gym in the morning because yep. I got to put the kids on the bus or because I got to you know, I have to start work earlier, whatever that excuse is. Yep. What are those excuses in your life that are holding you back from finding that motivation in yourself? It's because, you know what I've learned over time is excuses give you comfort. Mm, yeah, it they, takes the blame they, off of you. Exactly. Yeah. It literally gives you comfort. And once you realize that, man, yeah, you might be comfortable because of the excuse you make, but you don't progress forward and you literally end up in a bed of misery that you've made. It's yeah, terrible. Yeah. All right, so there's some additional ideas on how to find your motivation and then how to stay motivated. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to statepaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. And if you like this episode, show your support by heading over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review and a rating, well, and a comment. Yes, please comment. Rate, comment, like, subscribe, follow. Like we can see now. It's basically an algorithmic task. It's an algorithmic task. Yeah, that you just go log in, hit five stars, subscribe, follow. No creativity needed. And the best way is kind of a heuristic task. You know, tell a friend. It requires a little creativity of how am I going to bring this up? I got to tell this person about this podcast. So go ahead. Uh, I don't have it. Oh my gosh, I don't have a dad joke. I forgot to pull a dad joke. Oh man. Wait, 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 wait. I have to give a shout out to someone. Okay. Yes, please. You're putting me on the spot right now. And it's hilarious because I, I thought about sending you this earlier and for, totally forgot. We had someone message in on our Instagram oh, I saw for State Paid, yeah. Armand. So shout out to Armand. Sent us dad jokes. Yes. Uh, I, I remember one yesterday. of them. I do remember one of them. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal the spotlight now. Go I'm going yeah, to anyway. do the dad jokes. I haven't read any of these, so if these are bad, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not my fault. Um, what kind of building weighs the least? I know the answer. I, I was going to say, you probably know. <laughs> Luke, what kind of building weighs the least? Weighs the least. I don't know. A lighthouse. Oh, <laughs> so obvious. Let's look for another one. That was a good one. 
Oh, good there's job. Only, there's only two. Armand. Why did the house go to the doctor? I don't remember that one. <laughs> it had a window pane. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and then what, what did the house wear to the costume party? Oh, I was, I figured you. Mm, address. 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 Yeah, address. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. All right. If you want to get a hold of me, Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com. Send us those dad jokes. And you can also find us on Instagram. We are Ask a Paid Podcast. We just had a second video hit a million views on TikTok. Crazy. So make sure to go to TikTok and it's at stay paid underscore podcast. Crazy. In 48 hours. Yeah. The video went. Yeah, if you're not following us on TikTok, yeah. if you're not, uh, let me back up. If you're not on TikTok, Luke's this like a is viral machine. Yeah, we were shooting TikToks today and Luke keeps going, I'm an influencer. <laughs> I am an influencer. There's the power motivation we like, coming out. It. That's all That's I needed. I told, her, I told her, I said, my wife, Megan's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For this episode of Stay Paid, I am Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acree taking a sip of my drink. <laughs> I tried to stretch out. I am. I saw you in the corner of my eye. Like, all right, I got to. I was like, I was going to call. Okay. So here's your action item from this podcast. You have to think to yourself, how are you actually motivated? You got to understand your motivation. And then really practically, you need to look at your team and your comp structures and your reward structures and figure out, do you have people who are task-based or are they functioning in creativity from a project standpoint? And make sure you've mapped out the appropriately are the appropriate motivation structures for those teams. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. Mm-hmm.